This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 124 of Tall Boy Radio. Now, it's just myself as far as the hosts go tonight, as unfortunately Gaz and Andy have commitments which have kept them away. But you'll be glad to know we're joined by a guest, a guest as well. I think you're going to find very, very interesting. So before I do introduce him, I will just tell you like we always do business as usual. The beer that I'm drinking tonight. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it is one of Gaz's favourites. And it is a Brewdog versus Mikula Urban Fog, which is a New England IPA, 6.5%. Absolute gem of a beer. As you probably just saw there, our guest is being a little bit healthier than me and I'm in a Coke Zero. So Jason, do you want to say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself? Good evening, everybody. Uh, well, th- first of all, I'd say thank you, Adam, for inviting me to come on and talk to you today. Plenty to be talking to you about tonight. Uh, yes, uh, I'm being the healthy choice on the drinks. I'm the Coca-Cola Zero man. I love it loads. But yeah, I could do with a beer right now. That would, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> but yes, I, my name's Jason. I've been invited to come along to talk to you about numerous things past, present, and maybe future. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But I've just been talking, speaking to Adam before we've gone live tonight about a few things, and I've opened his eyes a little bit on a few things, so uh, maybe we'll get to talk about those later on in the show. But, uh, yeah, I've got a bit of a background to be telling you all. Absolutely, yeah, and that's that's, the, that's an understatement. <laughs> and, yeah, we, we definitely will get to those two little bits of nuggets that you've just been sharing with me. So the the reason why Jason first got in contact with me actually was not to do with this podcast. It was to do with the other podcast that we did last year, which I hope you've listened to is the history of haunting podcast. Jason listened to that, got in touch, and it was his sort of thing that he quite enjoyed. So do you want to tell us about a little bit about your level of interest in that area? Well, I have background. In, if I would say, would, would we call it a hobby or an interest? <laughs> hmm, that's a, there's a bit of a contradiction between the two, but we'll say it's interest in the paranormal of all areas. I know people will say, oh, paranormal, yeah, yeah, you're talking a lot of nonsense. But talking from somebody who was an absolute skeptic back in my younger days, but I will say I will see it when I, I'll believe it when I see it. And when I say see it, oh, I've seen it for sure. I still do believe that some stuff out there is total nonsense but my eyes i've seen a lot of stuff i've heard a lot of stuff i've witnessed a lot of stuff and for what i have seen heard and witnessed there is definitely something out there yeah that's quite interesting what was it first got you interested then like you said you were skeptic at first now regular listeners to this podcast will know gaz is very much a believer andy is the polar opposite to that so it's a shame he couldn't join us tonight so so what was it that first got you interested in it well my wife really and 
actually where I live. This house that I am in, an incident happened to me, which I didn't know anything about this house until this happened. And the wife eventually came to me and said, oh, that's happened, has it? Better tell you about something then. So uh, I'll give you a rundown on that incident. I was in, in, in the living room downstairs and in the living room, we got a ceiling fan, one of those with uh, three lights on with like flowery shade, glass shades, frosted shades on them. And I was in a bit of a heated argument with one of the, the, the children. And I was stood directly underneath this life in. And while, as I was speaking out loud, all three light shades exploded above me and showered me in the glass. And I stood there completely in shock and silence. What on earth has just happened? Never in my life have ever had anything like that happen before. And this happened. Obviously, the the argument that was going on just ceased to exist (laughs) at that point because what just happened? So the wife, she kindly decided to give me a, a little bit of a brief explanation that uh, she was aware of several activeness, active spirits in the property being some of the previous residents, which actually, sadly, they did pass away in the living room where I was actually stood. And they did not like people having arguments. And uh, it was put down to the fact that it was them trying to say, stop it yeah and since then i've like been quite inquisitive about how things went on from there so days went on my occupation was bus driver for a local bus company and on another instance situation is i'd just come in from a night shift or a late evening shift i think it was about hmm, half 12 quarter one in the morning i come in took my coat off what's the first thing you like to do when you get in have a brew so went to put the kettle on the wife she was on early shifts because she was a bus driver as well and she was already in bed but still awake and i came now what did i do hang on let me just correct that yeah she was in bed i went to put the kettle on and i came into the downstairs and i shouted up to her would you like a brew didn't hear anything from her so i thought maybe she'd actually gone to sleep so I went back into the kitchen and all of a sudden there was this boom, 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 boom. And I thought, oh, she is awake. So I went back through the living room, back to the bottom of the stairs and said, you're knocking. Are you awake? Didn't hear anything. So I went up the stairs and she was actually asleep, semi-asleep, because now I'd gone into the bedroom and actually woken up and she's like, oh, what's up? Were you just knocking? No. Well, somebody just did. So that was completely baffling. But anyway, the wife eventually come round from a snooze she was in and she asked me what was going on and I made the brew anyway. <laughs> and we sat down and we chatted and she was like, I know what that is. And it was like, okay, explain. Uh, it's the gentleman that used to live in the property, sadly, the one that uh, did pass away. And he had illnesses which made him bedridden. And his wife used to be his carer. 
and he had a walking stick. You can see where we're going now. We can, yeah, we can. It was the it's what he he all that's how he got his wife's attention. He'd bang on the floor from the bedroom above with his walking stick for his wife to come and see him. So I mean, put me putting two and two together was this chap wanted a brew. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense to me. So yeah, I've had many. There's many things that I can go on for. We could be here for absolutely hours telling you things. I've got. I've well, not now. I've thought we had five spirits in this property in total. We've had a young child. We've had te- teenager. We've had the two elderly residents, and we've had a some passing person just popping in from time to time in our bathroom of all places not the best place to be no. <laughs> thankfully we've we things have developed and we've, things have moved on now thankfully uh we've had nothing though for the past seven two to three years so uh, all's good right interesting so what well, i just out of interest then you know and you don't have to tell me if you know if you if you don't want to but on your religious beliefs then when we, we're talking about spirits here how do you feel that those spirits come to be? Do you believe in a God that, you know, your spirit leaves your body? I believe that something's there. There is another, there is, I would say, I believe there are dimensions. There are another dimension and we are currently right here, right now in one of those dimensions. And we come from a different dimension and we leave and go to another. That's how I see it. And from time to time, these dimensions cross over. We have you ever? In fact, have you ever seen the film The Others? Yes, I think so. Not recently. It's a very old film with uh, what Nick uh, Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman in it. That film is about dimension crossovers. Right. I'm not going to give anything in a way. If anyone wants to watch it, I highly recommend it. It's quite an old film from, uh, I think, the early noughties. Go and watch it. That's how I feel life is. That's interesting. Now, I have seen it. I don't remember an awful lot about it, if I'm really, really honest, but I will go and rewatch it. You don't know what's happening until the last 20, 15 minutes, and then you go, <gasps> Really? Right, right. Oh, that's interesting. I get where you're coming from with that. We, you know, we did an episode that we recorded last week. Mm. So if people are listening to it, we, we looked at faiths and different reasons as to how we looked at the six reasons how someone could come to be on this planet and, and, and the logic behind it. One of which, of course, was religion. Now, mm. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I believe in a God per se, because the Christian interpretation of it. I don't. I don't buy into it. I think that's man's view. It's been used and it's been abused to, to get people to do what you know they want to do and, and ultimately to separate people from the money. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good business model. Give me your money or you could go to hell. Uh-huh. But I do think there is something more to it than the fact that we are effectively or were monkeys at one stage. I'm not saying we, I'm not saying we weren't, but somewhere. We did, we did, and I and I just I just feel that there's just a little bit more to it. You know, I, I gave an example of a science teacher that I had, and he was a very very logical man, mm. and he and he always said that he could not accept he could not accept that w- that we had descended from apes because we were far too different from mm. anything else on the planet, and I totally agree with him. You know, yeah. we got into a bit of a debate about the percentage of DNA we share with with, <laughs> with monkeys, but 
But then again, we share a considerable amount of DNA against pigs. That, that, did, pigs. that, that did come up. <laughs> oh, so we, every, in my opinion, every single thing on this planet, whether it be a microorganism or be uh, an elephant or a whale, somewhere along the line, there is a tiny, tiny piece of DNA that we've all got the same. And that is life. That piece of DNA is called life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we all came from somewhere where no matter what it is, no matter who we are, we all came from somewhere, but where that somewhere is, is still beyond us. That's it. And I, and I do think that people, people have got two opinions on the unexplained, haven't they? It's, it's either bunkum and it's nonsense and just get on with it. You know, we're, it's a fluke that we're here. And once we're gone, that's it. We, we become dust. Mm. And then there's those that believe that actually, whether it's religion or something else, that there is just a little bit more to it than that. And I'm very much in that camp. Mm, definitely. I, I, I hope I will, I will go on to somewhere else once my time comes, whenever that might be. I wonder where I've come from before I even came on, it became a, a thought, that's what I would say. And uh, yeah, there's definitely something either known but not being told or something not known yet to be found hmm. yeah there you go that's an interesting way of putting it isn't it so what are your thoughts then on this way you know before we get back to what we were talking about what are your thoughts on reincarnation and the possible the possibility do you think you could pass back from the other plane of existence and inhabit another i think there's a possibility yeah for especially for i would say if your time was not then reincarnation could be a way of saying, here's a second chance. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. That is an interesting thought. So, taking us back to where, so so, we, so the ghost hunters, so you were part of a group called Spirit Cheshire, weren't you? Is that correct? Indeed it was. Quite popular, actually, and quite well known around the area. We got to get a lot of requests from people. Yes, we had a fellowship of family members and friends that uh, well, we were all, interested it was we had many skeptics including myself we had many believe full believers and we and like many semi-believers which i eventually became see it when i believe it when i see it <laughs> so we had a good variety of people spirit cheshire we had website and all that lot but that was many years we're talking oh, nearly 20 years ago now we've done a lot We've done Lyceum Theatering Crew, which I have personally got. In fact, I should have found the photograph to show you. I've got a photograph which I took at the Lyceum Theatre on a digital camera, and I had the manager with me of the theatre at the time. This is when it was council-owned. And I took a photograph. I looked at the photograph in my digital screen, and the manager looked at me and went, you've just caught them, haven't you? And I was like, "Or who? That sort of thing. I've done, um, I'm just looking now, we've done old airfields outside Whitchurch. We've done oh, castles. We've done people's homes at their request. And that's, they've been quite interesting as well. Uh, we've, we've been about a place of everywhere. I'm trying to remember now because it's such a long time ago since uh, the database was taken offline. But yeah, we've been, we've done nightclubs. Yeah, we've done nightclubs. You wouldn't think they are, but they are. <laughs> um, and in fact, yeah, you're, I know where you're giggling because you, you know a little bit about what I've told. <laughs> but yeah, we've we've done a lot of good stuff. We've also looked in some what 
kind of what you did uh, with the your haunting podcast we did historical hauntings where we investigated not well, not investigated we researched past historical events and we did a bit of a write-up our own in our own view about what we thought was happening there and whether we believed whether what was discovered in the investigations was true to fact or whether there was some doubt in it that sort of thing very similar to what you did and that's why i became very interested in your podcast that you created it, it kind of like took me back to what i was doing then uh, with spirit cheshire so yeah spirit cheshire we were I said we were a group of like-minded people, um, skeptics, non-skeptics, full believers, and we just went out about places. Obviously, we we never went anywhere we shouldn't go. We all went to it was all public access places or invited by private people to go into premises and do investigations. And some of the investigations were very interesting. I can tell you now. Yeah, we looked at a few of those there beforehand. So if anybody's unsure who's listening to Tallboy Radio, wondering what the History of Haunting podcast is, if you head to tallboyradio.com, you'll see that there's a page there dedicated to it, and you can see all 11 episodes are there. So I did it in in a sort of a series format. So there's 11 episodes in series one. At some point, I am going to go back and do a series two. I actually haven't looked. I hadn't looked at the at the listening figures for, for a couple of months, actually. And I thought, we're having you on tonight. So probably jump on. And I was really, really disappointed to see that it's vastly more popular than Tallboy Radio. <laughs> there you go. There's definitely an interest there. You need to, you definitely need to get back to it. I do, I do. I'm in the process of writing a book at the moment, which we we'll, we'll might get to in a later episode. But yeah, and once that's done, then I will hopefully then free up the time to, to be able to get back and do a second series. Because I loved it, to be honest with you. I'd get in for work on a Sunday afternoon, and I'd jump in the car and I'd drive off and I'd record at the location, use that, and then build in a little bit of the other information that, from the research that I'd done. It actually started as a little bit of an experiment. Mm-hmm. We were looking at what we can do in Tallboy Radio, so we thought, oh, well, I'll set up another podcast and try a few different things. And obviously, to really do it properly, it has to be something that you're interested in. Otherwise, you're not going to take it seriously. And myself and Kaz, when we were at college, we were nicknamed the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? Exactly. Not us would be the best advice. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we we did parapsychology as part of our study. So we did a little bit of that. So, you know, we we had our own little business cards made. Pickford and Dickinson, parapsychologists, <laughs> investigators, stress, slash consultants. We didn't get a lot of business. We didn't get a lot of interest. And that was probably for the best. I'm not sure how seriously we would have taken it back then. But now, when I've got a little bit more time to it, yeah, it, it does, it fascinates me. Because it is that belief that there is something there that we can't explain. And it's uncovering the key, isn't it, really? That's, yeah. the, that's the secret behind it. That one unequivocal piece of evidence that proves that it isn't just a perception or a possibility, but it's an actuality. The way, I think a lot of it is the way of, it's been in the paranormal side of well, life, really, has been investigated for hundreds thousands of years it's been reported on same as well and we go for obviously for up in the skies the uh, ufo sightings and things like that as well it's been under investigation for so many years so so many years why is there not yet anything concrete that someone can 100 percent say 
This is genuinely what happens, and this is genuinely what it is. There never is. Have you never, never thought of that? But maybe one day. I think there has to be, and, and unfortunately, like you say, when when you say, you know, why isn't there? That plays very much into the naysayers camp, the, the, the non-believers. It plays very much into their camp, doesn't it, unfortunately? It's it's very much on the same thing about flat earths. Yeah. yeah. People, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people still say the earth's flat. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> but it isn't. <laughs> yeah. There's a wonderful picture that's circulating the internet that I, I do hope it's true, where it's a flat earth society. We have members all around the globe. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't help but feel it's probably been doctored and mocking them, but hey ho. So, yeah. So, before we started, then you shared some of your footage and yes. some of the audio clips that you'd recorded. Do you want to tell us a little bit about any of those? Right. Okay. So, I'll go back. Back to the very beginning, the first place we actually did any investigating under the name of Spirit Cheshire, well, it was actually before we we came under the name of Spirit Cheshire, was an old RAF airfield base just outside Whitchurch on the Shrewsbury Road. It was known back in the days as RAF Tilstock and is still known uh, to this day as Tilstock Airfield. For those that you don't know it, it is currently still an active airfield. It has a skydiving club on it now, but it did originally have two runways and it also had a massive, massive complex of buildings that were surrounding the airfields as you would normally get. It was actively used during the wars, uh, even had some unique experimental systems on it for called anti-fog systems, where there was a gas pipeline down either side of the runway and on a foggy day. They would ignite the gas lines and it would burn away the fog so the planes could take off and land clearly. Those pipelines are still there to this day. You can get an idea, it was a big runway and a lot of activity took place during the wars in the past. So this airfield, a long time ago, a lot of it has since been fenced off, as in access to the airfield is literally now just the airfield but the surrounding areas are still well when we were doing that was still visible and a lot of the buildings were still up obviously in a bad state there were still bunkers there that you could go into air raid bunkers there were still garages the old intelligent core building i think it was called let me just try and remember it was the communications and intelligence building it had all the radio communications in it and it was bomb proof it had bunkers in that as well it's still inside was the old telephone exchange so all the boarding that was up on the walls and stuff like that so we we we, we go in and out of these buildings it was a vast area to cover but we there was only a small number of us so we only did a certain area and we went back numerous 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 times over a course of a couple, two or three years. And we've had a lot of activity recorded, some not recorded, photographed, some seen with their own eyes. But it's a fact of, unless you're there when it happened, you won't obviously believe it. So one of the investigators we had with us at the time, he was using his own equipment and he took a photograph. Now this photograph has never been published to the public domain. And I'll explain why. This photograph came to me as I was what was classed as the digital analyzer. 
It was given to me to look at. It was taken on this chap's camera and it came to me and there was an, a face. Now, you've seen this picture. Um, I have. And in your opinion, as a, another person, what would you say the face looked like? To you well it was it was a feminine face it was a feminine face and judging by the height of it it was a younger person yeah that's how it was described oh i, I described to others that this figure and face was of a young girl maybe in her early teens or late like 10 12 maybe something like that between 10 and 12 years of age and I looked at this and straight away, me, I was the major skeptic at the time. I didn't believe it. Fortunately, the reason why it never became public is because I still don't believe it to this day. But the person that took the photograph is adamant it's not been dotted in any way whatsoever. But I say, to this day, I still say, it's not genuine i do think it was manipulated in some form i've done my analysis and i still and i've explained it to you before we came on air um reasons why i believe it's not 100 percent genuine yeah i had a quick look at it and it's one of those ones immediately when you see something like that you if you like myself and you're keen and there's, there's a danger when i say this that, that people could then judge is that you want to believe it you yeah. want to see something that is showing you something that evidence is something but you know especially when you zoom in closely there appear to be a significant difference in the face to the shadows that are surrounding it now you know if you're going to be open-minded about it you could say if it was a difference between two realms then maybe that's why the shadows don't appear to go over the face but that isn't really how light works you know you understand photography you understand how photographs are generated and we know how light bounces off a subject you know, subject and that's how we perceive it with our eyes and that's exactly the same way that a camera lens perceives it as well and so yeah i i, I think you're probably right to, to be skeptical about that one and actually tilstock airport i have been there myself and i was filled with fear as well because i was doing a sky jump <laughs> and a skydive sorry out there so yeah I, I, well, that in itself was ter uh, terrifying i didn't see any of the buildings that were in the in the, in the woods by the trees yeah well either that i don't know we landed in the trees though doing a skydive no no i was just focusing on the field and hoping that we landed okay <laughs> everything else was irrelevant yeah, so, so the other place that we talked about as well is a club in Crewe as well. Uh, and the footage on that, I I have to say, was a little bit more convincing than yep. the, the, the chap's photograph. Right, so if ever, for those older generation, uh, for Crewe, the, when you, Adam was just saying about club, you might better know in it as the Apollo Cinema or Apollo Bingo Hall. For the younger generation, it's the M Club in Crew. We did a vast amount of investigating in there, courtesy of the owner of the club, gave us full access uh, out of hours to investigate the entire premises. That's the old cinema and the dance hall, as well. It was the bingo hall was converted into, and we had so much going on in there. We even had the, the the manager of the place that owned the place. He actually came in with us 
and he witnessed the stuff himself in the end. He had previously said that there'd been a few oddball moments going on that he could not investigate, and that's why he asked us to go in initially. And these, these some of these situations actually happened with him, with us. And he went away in a bit of a worse state than what he arrived because he had that much happen while we were doing this investigation way more than what he'd previously had happened now and then and it made him fully believe that there was something not quite right in that place and um, they say you've heard and uh, i've shown you a short video clip of something that happened in there there was an incident where there was just the f there was just four of us that had been there we'd been there about an hour and a half two hours we'd been doing a little just a little bit of chatting away talking out loud speaking out loud just doing a bit of calling in the main dance floor of the m club we just basically stood in the middle of the dance dance uh, floor uh, by us there was a camera which was recorded the entire time we were there and a glass table with artifacts and stuff on it that we were using during our time there and you saw in the the uh, adam the the video that the four of us were stood facing each other uh, my, my back was to the camera because i just walked out from the back of the camera because the wife the wife actually thought i turned the camera off and then she realised I hadn't. But thankfully, I hadn't turned the camera off. So as I walked round the back, uh, I looked it to see how long it had got left on the, uh, the... It was one of them 8 mil windy cams. So you, in the video, you can hear the, the motors of the, the, the cartridge going round, unfortunately. And we were just generally just chatting away. We weren't doing any investigating by that point because we were about to pack up and leave. We left a bit quicker than what we were actually expected <laughs> to because... We all ended up standing there in complete silence, staring at each other, trying to work out what we just heard. Now, for those that go to pubs and clubs and bars, you might come across these big, tall the tables, solid, heavy tables with like a checker plate top to put your, your glasses on. There was, a, there was lots of those propped up at the end of the dance floor some on top of others, chairs stacked up as well. And while we were chatting away, what we heard and completely stunned us sounded like one of those tables being dragged across the dance floor. We could actually feel the vibration in the dance floor under our feet. We clearly heard it and we'd, you, you, you saw my face. In the yeah, I, I was like, what just happened? What was that? I know we are only the four in this building. The keys of the building are in my pocket. No one else can get in. We're locked in. No one else can get in. What was that? Why was it right there next to me? And what, what did it? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's one of those moments that you don't believe unless you were there. I was there. And I believe something well, with that happened. I saw the reaction on your face, and I saw the reaction, and I heard you, the friends you were there with. They, they suddenly well, became very uncomfortable. Even one of the one of the lady friends, she just stopped talking, and she just went, "I don't like this. I want to leave now." She was absolutely petrified at that point. She couldn't wait to get out of the premises, and it's shocking. That if for those of you these days. Sadly, the building no longer exists. The whole premises has been since been demolished. 
and just the land exists to this day. But who's to say, is it the land that was haunted or the building that was haunted? Because if either way, it may even be the airspace that's haunted. Whatever goes up there in the future might just return. That's it. That's it. Who knows? Who knows? And who can know? Yeah, that that really was a very interesting bit of footage that you shared with me, and I appreciate you showing it to me. I really, really do. And one of the other things you shared as well at the very, very start was an audio clip that yep. you shared. And now that was one of the clearest things I've ever heard when when I've been looking at anything like this. It was for me. It was clear as day. You asked me what I thought it said, and you got it. And I got it. That's how clear it was. Yes, as it was, I say, it was a music club. And either side of the stages, you have your large speaker systems, you have your, your bass bins and things like that sat around the stage for the musicians to use. We used not high-tech equipment. We used general equipment. And we had a dictaphone, a little tiny digital dictaphone. And what we used to do, to, as a bit of a backup, really, for our own senses, um, in case maybe we missed something. So this dictaphone was actually placed on top of one of the big bass bins right next to the stage. On this particular day, none of us actually spent any time, apart from when that was placed on the bass bin, any time in the main dance hall. We all went up into the cinema area. And it was about an hour and a half this record was able to record for. And... Obviously, nobody heard anything whatsoever that took place because we were all upstairs. So upon getting, packing up, leaving, didn't have anything really happen that day. We left, got home, following day, start analysing the uh, video footages, the audio recordings, and that audio recording from about an hour and a half, it literally is only 10 seconds. So it takes a while to listen to stuff. 10 seconds of audio. And that was captured. Can you remember what it said? I remember it saying, come back very, very clearly. Come back. It said, come back twice, didn't it? Yeah. Come back. Come back now. Yeah. And then allowed, like, as if someone had, I don't know, uh, as an example, you stood on a stage and you stamped your foot really hard. That loud bang or Mm. someone thumping. On, on, a, on the stage with the fist or something like that. A really loud bang. Now, the audio, I did express, though, that the audio clip that you listen to had been edited, but not the actual actions that take place in the audio. It was stripped of background sound audio. It was ex- we were ex- I extracted the actual verbal words out of it. But you can still say, you can clearly see, it's extremely distorted audio anyway. And that's why I had to try and strip it back as much as possible. But yeah, as you said, it says, come back, come back now. Bang. Clear as day. Clear as day it is as well. And like you say, I know I know what it's like when you refine your audio, you believe it or not. For people who do listen back to the podcast, we do refine our audio. And yeah, so I, I do know the process that you put it through. And yeah, it does not alter. It does not alter at all the voice and the words that are said. However, like you say, you're just removing it so it, it can be heard a little bit more clearly. And that, to me, 
was really clear. I actually did make the hairs on my arm stand up when I listened to it. Really did. It does for myself. Now, that has been in the public domain. It's actually been broadcast on live radio. Lots and lots of people have heard that already, and we've had a lot of feedback from that. Even people, because still, I've still got the raw footage, and I com- did the comparison live on a radio show, the raw and the stripped. And people, even on the raw, said, that is spine-chilling. Mm, it is. It is. It, it really is. But you could, they said, yes, the stripped audio was so much clearer and you could really clearly hear what was being said. And yeah, it got a bit, a few thumbs up that did. I can imagine. I can imagine. And there's a few other places around here as well. Like you say, when I when I decided to do the other podcast, th- there's there's quite a few places actually locally to visit, isn't there as well, which have got uh, you know a, a real history in that sort of thing. There is a lot of history. Crew itself is what 180, 185 years old. It's not a very relatively old place, but its surrounding areas and like around it is where a lot more of the history is, and a lot more places that are liable to be haunted, as we'll call it. Um, <laughs> but Crew itself, although it's only 180, it's had a lot happen in its in its time, and. My wife, she has witnessed things. She's had family that have witnessed things in premises, in buildings that are in this town to this day. And I know things still happen in these premises to this day from other people. Fascinating. Like you say, the surrounding area, like if you go just literally a mile or two down the road, you've got Sandbach, which has the old hall. The old hall, yeah, very, very famous building. And like I say, I think if you go back and you listen to episode four of History of Hauntings, I based it around there, and we do plan on doing an episode of Tallboy Radio out of there. I'm going to speak to them first, obviously, get their permission and record in the very famous room that they have there. Room 11. That's the one. That's the <laughs> one, yeah. I really would like to spend a night now one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we do it and we get permission, I'll, I will be back in contact, and you're more than welcome to join us. That would, that would be fantastic. Yeah, because that that really is a lot of character. Now, anybody who knows that area knows that there is tunnels that connect it. And actually, there's there's, there's a separate Facebook group, actually, about the, the different tunnels in Sandbach. And there's a heck of a lot more than I ever realised there was. It is a lot, yeah, because you've, um, you've got the church to the hall. You've got mm-hmm. the old abbey tunnels You've got where, where the monks used to come through as well, all connecting. It's quite a bit of maze. A maze of tunnels under there. A lot of it, obviously, sadly, is now filled in and inaccessible. But I do believe, from research I've done, the one from the church to the hall is still accessible. Yeah, I had heard that. I have heard that. And interestingly enough, Andy, who is one of the regular hosts on here, and unfortunately isn't with us tonight, he used to live in one of those little cottages that were down there. Now, his good lady was living there first, and he moved in with her. And she had some strange experiences there. She was always convinced that she was not alone to the point that she had a mirror that was, that was placed up and leaning on the mantelpiece that, that should not have come loose, but yeah. did while she was there. And she was always convinced that that place was haunted. And he less convinced, should we say. 
he's one of them little, I'll believe it when I see it. He is, yeah. And he needs to physically see the person moving it to, to know how it got there. Yeah. He needs, he needs, you know, he needs to be shown <laughs> undoubtable proof. So, yeah, that's one. And the other one that's a little bit further away in Stoke on Trent that was very, very famous and unfortunately now is not there anymore is the Leopard. The Leopard? Where would that mm. be? Because I know, I'm, oh, the one that burnt down. The one that burnt down, yeah. On yeah, Burzum, yeah. Sadly, sadly, a few weeks ago, months, a couple of months ago, yes, it did burn down. I only went past there recently to see the state of the location. Yeah, and sadly, I don't think there's any chance of that being restored. I think we'll see that getting uh, fully flattened eventually. But yeah, it was. And yes, actually, thinking about that, I have heard in the past old stories about that leopard, but I. Thank, well, unfortunately, never got the opportunity to go and check that out. Likewise, you know, that was one of the other places that we would have liked to have visited. You know, there's the Bait Hall in Macclesfield as well, which we do plan on visiting as well at some point. Our good friend Ken, who has guested on this podcast quite a few times, he's he's going to be joining us for that one because he lives in Macclesfield. So if you were interested in going and visiting one of these places, if one of our listeners is interested in this, and interesting enough, in a, in a few weeks' time, we have a lady who does very much the same sort of thing as yourself mm-hmm. but, uh, in South Florida. So she yep. visits places that are haunted in and around that area. She travels around the country visiting them as well. So she's going to be joining us and sharing some of her experiences with us as well. So that should be a good one. If you were interested... In going out and investigating those things, well, you know, you've already given us a bit of advice, first of all, get permission. <laughs> but, but but what other advice would you give to someone who was looking at getting involved in this? Never expect. Never expect anything to happen. But never underestimate the chance that something might, but you may end up just missing it. Because things happen that you might never actually realise has happened. Just like that, that, that dictaphone recording. Never knew it happened until I checked out the audio recording the day later. So, yeah, always have an open mind. Always expect nothing to happen. Because when it will, that'll be the bonus. Because at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not going to slate television shows, but... I will say they're heavily edited and they're heavily influenced to ensure an entertainment for the audience. That's what I will say. No, don't believe everything you see on television. That is the worst thing to to follow up. And there's not many much more to say. So, I mean, obviously, you can't be talking about the likes of the American show Ghost Adventures or Most Haunted here in the UK at all, could you? I know that feeling if you're listening and you do live locally yourself, because it's just it's sandbags oh, as well. I've, I've, been to, I've been to a front gate. I know where she lives. So, yeah, Yvette, I do love you. You're, you're great and everything. And I do follow I'll just say, I do follow your podcast at the moment, Yvette, if you're listening. So if you are listening... Let Adam know you're listening and come and join him on the show. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I say, she is she is local. She is just up the road from us. And again, her house is famously, you know, is, is, has a number of spirits living in it as well. It's one of the reasons why she picked. She certainly has an interest in it. But like you say, for a programme to be put on television, it needs to generate interest. So it, things need to happen before. Just, just um, obviously, uh, this might stir a few things up, but... 
the show with Yvette and Carl and crew, they used to do like Halloween lives and a big, 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 big place in North Wales. You may know what I'm on about, Adam. That's Denby Asylum. I have been there. Oh, okay. It, it is rather nasty. It isn't, it's not, I would say, a place to entertain, but there is definitely something untoward there, but not as what was portrayed, especially in the toilet blocks or the cells. That is totally, how can I say, unbelievable. There you go. There you go. So when when we talk about belief, and I think that's the interesting thing with this, and which is why I questioned you a little bit earlier yeah. on religion, because belief is a key part of it, isn't it? What what do you say to people who question your belief, who sort of don't buy into it? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own belief. But at the end of the day, every single belief focuses down to one final thing, and that's life. We all, I said, could come back to it again. We all come from somewhere, and that somewhere is where everything comes from. Every single belief, every single religion, every single mammal, animal, creature, small, bird, whatever you want it to be, amphibian, we all come from that one place. So at the end of the day, there's only one religion, and that's called life. That's a very good way of putting it. That is a very, very good way of putting it. And so obviously you need to have those experiences and some people can have those experiences and, and think nothing of it. Now, we had a, we have a guy who guest hosts every now and then, a chap called Dave. And unfortunately he isn't available tonight either. I had spoken to him to see if he wanted to join us because as much as he doesn't believe, he is at the same time very, very open-minded. One of one of the things he said, because Gaz had had an experience where his mum had passed away and he is 100% certain that he was visited in the night by his mum standing at the bottom of his bed. And he won't mind me sharing this because he shared this story on the podcast and, and I don't doubt if he was on tonight, he would have shared it again. And he is 100% certain that it happened. Now, Dave doesn't buy into that kind of thing that it could feasibly happen. However, what he does believe is if it appears to you and it's real to you, who's to say that that experience isn't valid, that it is something that's happened to you that somebody else might not perceive it, but it did happen to you, so it does make it real. Mm, it's very, the, the I see as visitations at the bedside as very difficult to verify because we all know the human body sleepwalks, it will sleep, the human body will actually sleep with its eyes open and will create images out of memories. It will create images out of darkness at the end of the day. If you are in a really dark room, regardless of how dark it is, your eyes will create an image. So it's very hard to distinguish between what is real, what is, I won't say make-believe, I would say memory, and what could be genuine paranormal. It's very difficult. Obviously, there's only one person experiencing that, and that is that person. Unless there are multiple people experiencing the same thing at the same time, seeing the same thing, 
then it's very hard to say this definitely happened. So a, a bedside a visitation that could be any level of those. It could be memory. It could be a sleep walk. It could be sleep vision. It, it really could be a paranormal visitation. But the only person that will know that is the person that had it. Very true. Very true. Just on that subject then, why do you think there are so few mass sightings of these, you know, of anything like that? What, what, what's the, you know, th- what's your thought? I think there's a lot of, how I can I put it, negativity towards people being open. Because everyone's, it's a bit like with my hobby that I do, we get called anoraks. Railways, that is, by the way. <laughs> anoraks. If someone says, I believe in ghosts. The next thing is, oh, you, you're just talking rubbish, you are. And you get looked down on. But I bet you out there, there are more people, really, that believe in ghosts, the paranormal, the afterlife, the before life, whatever it might be, than there's actually non-believers. But they daren't admit it. I think you're probably right there, to be honest with you. And it's one of those things that when we first talked about it on here, you know, Gaz and I had, had a conversation because we knew Andy was going to take the mickey out of us a little bit. <laughs> and we thought, shall we do it? We thought, you know, let's just come clean. You know, this, the whole point of this podcast is just being us being honest and having an honest conversation that the two of us would have in the pool over a pint. So we thought, actually, do you know what? Let's just be honest. Let's just talk about it. If we say we believe and we seem daft, well, let's just think we're daft. I think, I think most people who know us know that we are daft anyway, so that's by the by. I've got something else that you might actually think weird. It's a situation, you know, a couple of incidents that happened to myself, and this is going to the bed visitation kind of thing, saying I have had myself, I've had like a demon stood at the side of the bed, which absolutely petrified me and put me into a shock, and the wife had to get me out of the shock in the end and i've also had an out-of-body experience really <laughs> your face said yeah honest and i'd swear down now on my life i have and it petrified me it absolutely scared the living daylights out of me because i was screaming mm. and the wife heard me screaming and it was i was trying i was if I, I was nice and comfortable i'd gone to sleep what i thought but I hadn't gone to sleep. And the next thing I knew, I felt my body lifting up off the bed, lift up to the ceiling, and I turned over and I looked down at myself and my wife in bed. Wow. And as I was rising, in my sleep, I was trying to shout out, help me, because I did not know what was going on, and I was petrified. And my wife, she was asleep. And I, my cries of help in my sleep woke her up. And I actually see, my, see her wake up from above myself. And I see her reach up and shake me. And then, like that, I was, I was back. And oh, I, my word. But the, my wife said, and... I was trying to speak out, help me, but it was coming out because I couldn't move my mouth. Mm. I was asleep. I couldn't move my my, my lips. I couldn't move my tongue. It was all in my breath. And I was going, I was trying to 
trying to say it, but I couldn't say it. Mm. But the, I managed to really get the effort because it was getting more and more scared to get it that loud to wake her up. And I say, I saw her turn over, lean over to me, grab me, and start shaking me and waking me up. What? And I could, I heard her saying, Jason, Jason, wake up. What's up? What's wrong with you? And then click. I was back. Wow. That's a hell of an experience. I will admit, it's, I will say, it's exciting to know I've had it. It does happen. People will say, nah, you just, you were just dreaming. 100% out of body experiences do exist. Yeah. Yeah. But it's scary when it does, when you're not used to it. It's, oh, yeah. I can imagine. It's, it's one of those ones I think I'd like to experience it. But at the same time, you do us, you wouldn't. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Once it's I, happened, you want it to happen again to believe that it happened. And I, to that day, I've never had it happen again. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. I think once you've experienced it, that needs to happen again. So I can, this time, so I can focus my mind on it on happening because I know it. What, what, what else can I do while this is yeah. happening? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Gonna go and find next week's lottery numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that would be quite nice. So we we do try and keep these these episodes to around about an hour, right. and we've talked an awful lot about the paranormal. But there's a few other things that you do as well, which I do think are worth mentioning. You you mentioned now we did a, a, an episode two weeks ago now called the Railway Men, where we had a chap on from he does a podcast on Crew Alex, you know, the, the local football club. Yep. And they're called the Railway Men because Crew is famous as well for yeah. yeah, for the railway. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that and do you know, give us give out your link as well as to what you do on YouTube? Yeah, right. Railways run in my blood considerably. I've tried to get jobs on the railway myself. So if anyone's offering any railway jobs out there, <laughs> please don't get in touch with me. I'm, I'm quite welcome to come and see you. Um, but yeah, Railways in my blood, it's always been a childhood dream to work on the railways, but what do we do when we can't work on them? We play with them. We like to play trains, as our other partners like to say instead of, but no, we are model railway uh, fans, enthusiasts. So yeah, I'm very big in the model railway fun side of things. I have my own model railway, 14 foot by 14 foot in my loft. It's called, if anyone wants to find it, it's called Barnabas Junction on YouTube or Facebook. Um, please check it out. Like and subscribe. Yeah, I'm big in, say, see, it follows me in my family quite considerably. My grandfather is very famous on the railways. He actually was the uh, inventor. He actually uh, invented the overhead electrification system between Crewe and Manchester. He has got loads of letters after his name. He was a major electrical engineering busybody. And he has actually got a plaque with his name on. So, yeah, and I have got the blueprints for those designs. And I have got a cine footage of the first train that ran on it. Wow. So, that is a locked away trust me so yeah i am very very railway orientated in my past present and future so uh yeah model railways is a big thing for me i go a lot of places for my hobby and in doing that i also have my own uh, social media group called m-r-y-c-g that stands for the model railway 
YouTube community group. You can find it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. So please check that out also. Big community of nearly 3,000 members on Facebook, 5,000 on Twitter. Yeah, 5,000 on Twitter, um, 2,500 on Instagram, and uh, several hundred on YouTube. We won't use that too much. But yeah, big followership from all around the world. So if you're into your model railways, come and find us. Fantastic, fantastic. And that, that's not where you, you know, I'm not going to say hobbies, because you also have an interest in radio as well, and internet radio as well, don't you? Yeah, that's how it comes to you today. I am actually in my radio studio at my, which we broadcast 24-7. I am, we are known as Studio B. We actually have about five studios, but they're not in a certain location. We are obviously privately broadcasting all fully legitimately and uh, you can find it on sonnet this this is sonnet.co.uk do regular shows from across decades and genres and whatever you might like from 70s to um 90s including we do uh, we've got chart shows on there quiz shows dedicated shows for country music rock music eurovision music that's a that's a popular show that's on the station yeah, we're in big into the radio as well. And obviously, it has a bit of a connection with the railway because uh, we do a podcast as well on the railways called Off the Rails. Nice. So check that out as well. So, yeah, it has, that, that has a bit of a connection with the radio. So, yeah, Sonnet Radio, you can actually listen to it live on all your Alexa devices, mobile phone, computers. Uh, if you can connect your phone to your car system, you can listen to us in your car. There you go, there you go. I'll be doing that tomorrow on my driving to work, I can promise you that. So while you're plugging a few things, I do need to plug a little bit of something for Tallboy Radio as well. And that is Ollie's. As we've said before, Ollie's have been fantastic with us and they've given us our own discount code. So if you want to buy your pretzels, your chocolate-covered pretzels, your olives or your nut mixes, head along to ollies-ollies.com. And if you use the promo code, and this I need to have to say, this it is UK only for this promo code because they only deliver to the UK. But use the promo code TALLBOYRADIO, all one word, all capitals, and you will get 20% off your purchases through them. And they have asked me to tell you that their chocolate-covered pretzels are now in 900 Sainsbury's local stores up and down the country. I have tried them, and they are absolutely fantastic. And I've tried their pretzels. They very kindly sent me a box of pretzels, and it was my son's third birthday yesterday, and we shared all those out. And I have to tell you that the family loved them. And I will also say, well, I'm on here. Happy birthday, JJ. Three. Incredible. Happy birthday, JJ. <laughs> Cheers, dude. He'll appreciate that. He will appreciate that. As I do say, he was 29 minutes away from sharing a birthday with Morrissey. I'm a big Morrissey fan, and I haven't quite forgiven him for that. <laughs> so you're a man behaving badly. Uh, different, different Morrissey. <laughs> but that, Andy will appreciate that because yeah. he's always taking a Mickey when he says so. So, like I say, we keep these episodes to around about an hour. We know everybody's attention span. People have got busy lives, so we wrap it up after that. But I'll be dead honest with you, Jason. I, I could go on talking all night with you. I've really, really enjoyed this. So thank you very much for giving your time. And definitely, if we do, if the old hall are kind enough to allow us to visit, then we'll definitely give you a shout. Yeah, I hope so. I do. I hope so. Please, uh, so much, old hall. Yeah. Get these guys in. You Absolutely. won't regret it.
No, we won't. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're knocking on in years now. We, we won't cause any disturbances, we promise you. And if you've ever seen the original Ghostbusters film, there'll be, there'll be none of that, I can promise. <laughs> well, I'd like to say before we get, get off then, uh, I'd like to say thank you very much to Adam and all the guys at Tallball Radio for inviting me on. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, hear a little bit more from myself with these guys in the future. I look forward to uh, future times. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, we'd like to make that happen. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much to anybody who's taken the time to listen to this episode. Like I say, head over to tallboyradio.com and you'll find all the past episodes there. So thanks again and take care. Good night.